It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Carolina Panthers' initial 53-man roster is out. Let's talk about it right now here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, the part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian. Council, where on Friday for one final time this offseason slash preseason, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Then starting next week, it'll be the weekly Wednesday mailbag throughout the rest of the regular season. So either at me or DM me over on Twitter to get those questions in. But first, Follow me there on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We waited a very long time to get to this point. We have waited really since January when the Carolina Panthers 2022 season ended to get to where we got at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon, August 29th, Eastern Standard Time, as the Carolina Panthers roster has gone from 90 to 53. The initial 53-man roster is out for your Carolina Panthers ahead of the 2023 season, and the word initial is important. The roster is not set. The 53 men that are on the roster Today, right now, may not be on the roster tomorrow as the waiver wire opens up on Wednesday and come Monday or even Friday next week, there could still be changes. And throughout the season, as we know, players like Austin Corbett, who started off on the pup list, physically unable to perform, will be out a minimum four weeks starting off the season. We know that whenever he comes back healthy, he'll be on the roster. So the roster is never truly set until really you get to the playoffs. But right now, initial 53-man roster is out here in Carolina and the other 31 franchises across the NFL. It was a busy Tuesday. And the Panthers roster cut down, as we know, started on Saturday morning as they said goodbye to Jake Luton, Cameron Peoples, Gary Jennings, C.J. Saunders, Larnell Coleman, uh, Antoine Jackson, Bumper Poole, great name, Colin Duncan, Josh Thomas, Rajon Wright, and the kicker, Matthew Wright. So they were down to 79 individuals. Well, before they even started doing cutdowns on Tuesday morning, I woke up at 7 a.m. sitting, uh, getting ready to go to the gym. And I looked at my phone and saw, oh, 
the Carolina Panthers have made a trade. They traded for Chiefs wide receiver Amir Smith-Marset. Someone will probably call ISM as that's much easier. They traded from apparently late Monday morning. Did not see the reports until early Tuesday morning as the Panthers added a return man into the mix, swapping a conditional 2025 seventh-round pick to the Chiefs for the services of Amir Smith-Marset, the Iowa hockey grad. Well, I don't know if he graduated, but he went to Iowa. Either way, he ranked second in the preseason in receiving. He caught nine of the 10 targets this preseason, totaling 195 yards and two touchdowns. But the Panthers were looking for another return man. We know that Raheem Blackshear can do that, but they wanted to find somebody else. And they went out there before even making any more cuts on Tuesday by trading for Amir Smith-Marset, giving up that seventh-round conditional pick in 2025. So that now means the Carolina Panthers do not own their second-round pick in 2025 or their seventh-round pick in 2025. We'll see how that works out once we get to, of course, 2025. But the Panthers did need to get down from 80 to 53 men, so they went on and made a couple of more cuts and moves throughout Tuesday morning. Cutting running back Spencer Brown, wide receiver Shai Smith, who was the fifth-round picker a couple years ago out of South Carolina in 2021. They got rid of Javon Wims as well, who they signed late during the training camp and preseason. Josh Van, the South Carolina Gamecock, also was cut. Offensive lineman Justin McRae, who spent time in Cleveland and in, in Houston with offensive line coach just James Campen, did not look good in the preseason. I brought this up. Was he going to make the roster? Because I just looked at his performances where he stepped in in the Jets game when Cade Mays and him and Michael Jordan all rotated there as a starting right guard, and it was an absolute disaster. Now, Cade Mays, second-year player, was a sixth-round pick out of Tennessee a year ago. You're only going to have so high expectations for a player stepping into that position. But for veterans like Michael Jordan, who we've already known as a liability, and Justin McRae, who came here because of camping, it was disappointing to see how he played. And then that performance carried over to the Giants game the next Friday. And then last Friday against the Lions, Justin McRae, just was not a good enough player this preseason for the Carolina Panthers. He really struggled. He's no longer here. Neither is Michael Jordan. Deontay Brown, the player who the Carolina Panther fans should actually be upset about the Panthers taking in the sixth round a couple years ago. Instead of Trey Smith, he's cut once again here in Carolina, but more on him later. Sam Tecklenburg, Tecklenburg County, no more, as he was cut. And J.D. DiRenzo also was released, one of the offensive linemen. Defensive lineman, Raekwon Williams, who I had on my initial 53-man roster. He stood out again against the Giants uh, two Fridays ago. Then last Friday was nowhere to be seen, and I didn't really feel all that comfortable putting him on the roster, and I felt like even if he made it, that he would likely not be on it come Monday or at least Sunday, September 10th, when the Panthers travel to face the Atlanta Falcons down in Atlanta. But Raekwon Williams not here on the roster. Outside linebackers Colby Jones, who started in every single preseason game, was flashing before the pads came on, and then just did not really make much of an impact when the pads came on for the preseason games. He also was let go. Echo Luyota out of Auburn, someone who has turned a lot of heads throughout the preseason and throughout training camp. The Panthers decided to not hold on to him, a UDFA out of Auburn. They decided to let him go with the hopes potentially to bring him back in the practice squad. Again, more on that later. And Jordan Thomas as well was let go. Inside linebackers, Deion Jones, early on Tuesday morning, was also released. Brandon Smith, the fourth-round pick out of Penn State a year ago. Ace Ely, the UDFA out of Georgia Tech. Safety, Eric Rowe was let go. And cornerbacks, Keith Taylor, a fifth-round pick not too long ago. Stan Thomas Oliver, Herb Miller, 
Mac McCain, who's been injured, and Mark Milton were all let go. Now, that's 22 players that were released Tuesday morning. Then there were a couple moves the Carolina Panthers also had to make as they made as they moved Austin Corbett to the pup reserve list, meaning that he can come back in four weeks' time as he still recovers from that torn ACL that he suffered week 18 in that walk-off win against the New Orleans Saints. No surprise there. We knew going back to June that he would start off training camp on pup, and just from the conversations that he's had with the media – and all the reporting out there, he was not going to be ready for week one. That's why it was important to find a starting right guard to fill in for him. And it appears that fourth-round rookie out of NC State, Chandler Zavala, will be in that spot. Although Frank Reich, on Tuesday, when speaking to the media, did not want to talk about the roster just yet. Wanted to have things set as they did not make all the cuts until after practice as they had three remaining. He did not speak too much about the roster. He will do that on Wednesday, where we'll hear from him. And then on Thursday, Scott Fitterer will also speak to the media about the roster the Carolina Panthers have and there could be even more changes as the waiver wire opens on Wednesday Austin Corbett on the pup slash reserve list and is out for the first four weeks of the regular season the Panthers also put Henry Anderson who had on the roster they put him on IR and because he did not make the 53-man roster then was placed on IR like Demir Bird, who the Panthers placed on IR and then agreed to an injury settlement with later on, that will be the same case for Henry Anderson if he wants to be able to come back and play this season, which I always find interesting when teams do that, where they put guys on IR and then they have to do an injury settlement instead of, I guess, releasing them. But either way, you're going to do an injury settlement because the guy's not healthy. So Henry Anderson, who was added late last season, late last offseason right ahead of Right before the season, he's been let go from Carroll. He's been put on IR and in all likelihood will have an injury settlement if he wants to be able to play this upcoming season. Now, the final moves the Carolina Panthers had to make. They had three more players who they had to get rid of on Tuesday. They did not do that until after their practice when they released vested veteran offensive tackle Cam Irving, cornerback Greg Mabin, and defensive tackle Taylor Stallworth. All three, again, were on the practice field and participating in Tuesday afternoon practice. Now, we talked about this yesterday, vested veterans, and how those guys could be on the chopping block. Again, a vested veteran in the NFL is a player with four or more accrued seasons. These players are eligible for unrestricted free agency, and they aren't subject to waivers ahead of the trade deadline in October. Veteran, vested veteran status entitles a player to do a guaranteed season salary. If he's on the 53-man roster during the first weekend of the season, teams can get around this rule by cutting a vested veteran during final cuts and re-signing them following week one. However, since the players become immediately free agents they the teams risk the players signing elsewhere with this strategy since vested veterans aren't subject to waivers teams can tell release players that they'll be re-signed after the cut down deadline if they don't sign elsewhere teams can use this to their advantage if they have someone they want on the injured reserve list that should ever return designation the team can then wait on the cut down period place injured player on the reserve list and then re-sign the veteran to fill the spot so cam irving the guarantee money there, the poor performance in the preseason, the injury, that has all led to the Carolina Panthers deciding to move off of him and to stick with some younger players who we're going to talk about here momentarily on the 53-man roster. The initial 53-man roster here in Carolina. So a very busy day for the Carolina Panthers and the rest of the NFL on Tuesday. So those are the players that are no longer in Carolina. Who are the players that are here in Carolina? You should pretty much already know, but we'll go over some of the moves and some of the surprise cuts and guys who are here to stay in Carolina in just a moment right here 
on Locked On Panthers. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. And once you do, make sure to add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's take a look at the players that are on the initial 53-man roster here in Carolina as we've gone over the folks that are no longer here in Carolina but could be able to come back on the practice squad or sometime after week one. Starting off at quarterback, the Carolina Panthers have three. We knew this. It was pretty obvious. I know there was a period of time where I was thinking to myself, okay, Matt Corral, what does he really do? The third quarterback, does it really matter? And I still, to this day, just don't see the value in it. Week one, if Bryce and Andy Dalton go down, the Panthers are not going to win in Atlanta. Week two, if Bryce and Andy Dalton go down, they're not going to beat New Orleans. If they play Tennessee, Houston, and that happens, they're probably not going to win that football game, folks. I just do not see why early on in the season teams want to keep a third quarterback. I did not look at the other rosters across the NFL, but this was clearly something the Carolina Panthers wanted to do, and a lot of teams are going to do. And it was fairly clear for a while now, even if I was, you know, ignoring all the obvious signs that Matt Corral is going to be on the roster. They get rid of Jacob Eason. Back during OTAs to give Mackerel those reps in. They did say at that point in time that they would eventually add a fourth quarterback, which they did on that first Saturday down in Spartanburg by bringing in Jake Luton. But even that, you saw Matt Corral get a ton of reps and play all of the second-team reps, uh, and even third-team, fourth-team, if you want to even call that, uh, against the Jets, and then saw him play a lot against the Giants, and again, played a lot against the Detroit Lions. So clearly, the Carolina Panthers saw enough from Matt Corral to want to invest in him, and they said they had a plan for Matt Corral. And I guess they did not throw that plan away early on, as Matt Corral is still here on the roster. So Bryce Young, Andy Dalton, Matt Corral make up the three quarterbacks in Carolina. No surprises there. Running back also, not surprising, Spencer Brown. Looked impressive in the preseason. Maybe he gets a look on the waiver wire from other teams out there looking for another running back. And we've seen in the NFL, this is why running backs aren't getting paid. There are guys like Spencer Brown who can go out there and they can help you win football games. You don't have to pay running backs to do it. So we'll see if Spencer Brown is able to clear waiver wire, the waiver wire and come here to Carolina and stay on a practice squad. But uh, Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Raheem Blackshear, those are your three running backs here in Carolina. Wide receiver. 
As I mentioned, uh, early morning, 7 a.m. on Tuesday, but apparently it happened on Monday evening, but wasn't reported until Tuesday morning. The Carolina Panthers traded for Amir Smith-Marset to be that return man, a conditional seventh-round pick in 2025, going over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Smith-Marset then would be the sixth wide receiver, you would think, with Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Jonathan Mingo, Terrace Marshall, LaVishka Chenault clearly on the roster. But no, the Carolina Panthers keep a seventh. And a player who I had on the roster when doing this yesterday, Derek Wright, who had a really good outing against the Jets in week one of the preseason, missed week two against the Giants with a knee injury, then started in place of DJ Chark on Friday night and played with the ones and then took his pads off when the ones were done for the rest of the evening, leading you to think that, hey, this guy must be in good grace with the coaching staff. He's going to make the roster. He does in fake, indeed make the roster for now. And for now, is very key. Like, Phelan's not going anywhere. Chark, Mingo, those three, completely safe. Terrace Marshall, who is back out of practice, who's been dealing with the back, looks like he's moving towards week one, being healthy. Same thing with DJ Chark with the hamstring. He says he's feeling good, thinks he should be ready for week one. Yeah, it's potentially, it's possible that Terrace Marshall could be traded. I don't see that happening. I think he'll be here in Carolina. They need whatever depth they can get there in this wide receiving core. Uh, Chenault, I think he's here to stay as well. Um, And Smith-Marset is going to be that return guy. So those six feels like they're pretty comfortably on the roster uh, for right now, where it wouldn't be surprising if something happened to Marshall, Chenault, or uh, really those two. I think Smith-Marset, he fills a need that the Panthers have as a return man. Derek Wright, good for him, man, to make it. Uh, I know he's got a young kid, uh, so that's awesome for him to be able to to support his young family. And it's one of the worst things about cut-down days. These guys make it, at least they feel like they made the roster, and then come Wednesday or Thursday or even next week, they're no longer around. I hope that's not the case for Derek Wright. And if it does become the case, I hope he still gets an opportunity if he clears waivers to come back to Carolina to be on a practice squad. Because a good way to look at this is, yes, you got your 53-man active roster, but then you got 16 practice squad players where you get two standard elevations. You have 69 guys you can use on at least can potentially have on your active roster on Sundays. So hopefully Derek Wright will be a part of the 69 players here in Carolina, whether he is going to stay on the active roster or if he's released and the Panthers maybe try to re-sign him to the practice squad. We'll see, but he makes the roster for now. Another surprise here, tight ends. The Carolina Panthers have kept five. Hayden Hurst, not shocking. Ian Thomas, not shocking. Tommy Trimble, although I did see a few people out there kind of saying that maybe Tommy Trimble was a little bit on the bubble, might not make it. Well, the Panthers, they keep him around, and it would make sense to keep those three around as they're the most experienced tight ends on the roster, and Frank Reich in his offense likes to use tight ends. I didn't see a lot of it in the preseason. I think it's going to change come week one once they head down to Atlanta. Gio Ritchie, I had him on the roster. Special teams guy last year, played fullback in the former offense, but also showed some catching ability. Didn't really see it in the preseason, but played a lot in special teams. A favorite of Chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator. He sticks here in Carolina. And then Stephon Sullivan, who did not play in a single one of the preseason games, he is here to stay. I do wonder if he's someone the Carolina Panthers are going to put on IR now that he's made the roster. Do they like him a lot, his upside, and they want to put him on IR, get him back later on, and then still utilize him? But that's still a lot. Five tight ends feels like overkill. Like four would totally understand that. But five, uh, tough time seeing that. But Gio Ritchie, I think, primarily made the roster because of his special team's prowess and had Stephon Sullivan maybe been healthy. Does Ritchie make the roster? I guess we'll never know until while well, he's healthy. 
and then we'll see what the Panthers do. Uh, eight offensive linemen here in Carolina. Ike Aquano, you're starting left tackle. Brady Christensen, you're starting left guard. Bradley Bozeman, you're starting center. Chandler Zavala, you're starting right guard for the time being, while Austin Corbett is on pup. And Taylor Moten is your starting right tackle. The three backups, Cade Mays who had the opportunity to be the starting right guard, and according to Frank Reich, still uh, can win that job. I would say that Chandler Zavala is going to be that guy, considering that Frank Reich also did say that they wanted to have their top five heading into the final preseason week, which was last week, and then Zavala looked good again, at least as far as expectations are for that spot. So I would feel like he would be the guy heading into week one against Falcons on September 10th to be that starting right guard and for uh, the foreseeable future until Austin Corbett comes back off the pup list. But Cade Mays is out there as a guy who can play center, can play guard, can play tackle, a, a versatile player on the offensive line, six-round pick a year ago out of Tennessee. And then two UDFAs, Nash Jensen out of North Dakota State and Ricky Lee out of North Carolina A&T. Aggie Parker. So awesome for those guys to make the roster. And I talked about yesterday that it was a possibility that this staff would take multiple undrafted free agents who they liked a lot, that they did not want to potentially risk cutting them and then trying to resign them on the practice squad because they feel like they might lose these guys on waivers. So clearly, Nash Jensen and Ricky Lee are those guys. We also get back to the vested veterans, Justin McCray and Cam Irving. Both of those guys struggled during a preseason, and Irving had an injury. They didn't look great. Now, I did claim or clamor for a swing tackle uh, back there later on and earlier on in the offseason. I felt like Cam Irving was a good signing. Cam Irving didn't look good. I still wonder if Cam Irving has a future here in Carolina once we get past week one and his contract is no longer guaranteed. But it makes sense for a coaching staff to come in and to want to develop younger guys. And it clearly shows that they believe in James Campen and his ability to mold this roster. So looking at it, they decided to go with the younger, cheaper veteran, uh, younger, cheaper uh, rookies than going out there with the best of veterans who would have guaranteed contracts and quite honestly aren't really expected to play all that much at all this upcoming season. I will say this, though. This is a very young offensive line. Iki Iquanu. Second-year player. Brady Christensen, third-year player. Last year was the first time as a full-time starter. Um, Chandler Zavala at right guard. He's a rookie as well. You got Cade Mays, second-year player. Didn't play that much last year. Played special teams and in that Arby's package. Of course, Nas Jensen, Ricky Lee have never played in the NFL. So a very young offensive line. And that's something to be watched throughout the season as we see how they go without Austin Corbett and then how some of these young guys are developed and whether the Panthers bring somebody in. I will still ask, who's a swing tackle? Sure, Cade Mays can play it, but wouldn't you like to find a veteran out there on waivers or who may be available as a vested veteran to come back there and play that position? So I would not be surprised if Cam Irving, after week one, gets re-signed just so they have a little bit more experience there Uh, as far as depth goes on the offensive line. So that's 26 players on offense, eight on the offensive line, five at tight end, seven at wide receiver, three at running back, three at quarterback. The defense. We'll talk about who is on the defense here in Carolina and also look ahead to some of the other things that potentially could happen to the roster as the waiver wire opens up on Wednesday here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so 26 on the offense. So there's also three on special teams. J.J. Jansen, Forever, Johnny Hecker, and Eddie Pinheiro. That's 29. That means there's 24 players on the defense here in Carolina currently as the initial 53-man roster was released after 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. We got five defensive linemen here to start off season in Carolina. Derek Brown, Shai Tuttle, Deshaun Williams. No surprise that those three would be on the initial 53, and they should be as long as they're healthy on the 53-man roster throughout the rest of the regular season. After that, Honestly, y'all, I didn't really know. Henry Anderson, I felt like he would be up there. He was dealing with an injury, had no idea how serious it was. Uh, Apparently, it's serious enough for the Carolina Panthers to put him on IR, where he will have to sign an injury settlement if he wants to be able to come back at any point during the season, whether it's in Carolina or elsewhere. We'll see how that works out, as I imagine that's probably going to be the case. But then after that, it was Raekwon Williams, who I thought the Carolina Panthers would keep. Although, as I mentioned to y'all earlier and yesterday, and even on Friday after the game, didn't feel great about it. He looked good against the Giants, had three tackles, a sack, another tack for loss, looked good in that game, but Frank Reich had talked about you can really make the roster by how you perform in the preseason. Guys could make the roster based off of the final preseason game, and guys could miss the roster based off of the final preseason game. He feels like a guy who did not solidify his spot because of his performance in the last preseason game against Detroit on Friday night where he only had one tackle, and I did not see him at all on the field. That's how um, <clears throat> how poorly I felt like he played. Like, he just did not make an impact at all. So he's not on a roster, but the Carolina Panthers have kept five. And Henry Anderson's not around because he's on IR. That means they've kept Nick Thurman and LeBron Ray. Nick Thurman out of Houston, LeBron Ray out of Alabama. Uh, both were added on the Monday. The Panthers waived Bravion Roy. Then John Penasini was uh, let go the next day, waived because of injuries. Uh, so those two guys came on second week of training camp to fill in for Roy. And then Penasini, who was injured. Not a ton of experience from either one of those dudes, if you think about it, if really looking at them. Uh, Nick Thurman has played in eight total games, 137 combined snaps with his time in New England. I want to say also it's Philadelphia. Then LeBron Ray has never played a snap in the NFL, was UDFA last year out of Alabama, spent time with the New England Patriots during training camp, did not make the roster, spent time in one of the spring leagues uh, this past spring. Those two guys are to back up uh, Brown, Tuttle, and Williams. Yeah, the Panthers are going to have to do something there. I just don't see how they can go into the season with two players – as backups, who I understand, Frank Reich said, they had some younger guys who came in and were performing well and took Marquand McCall's spot. Now, Marquand McCall was also a younger guy. He had experience, way more experience than these two guys have combined in the NFL, having played last season, making the roster out of camp. Um, but I just don't feel like this is what the Panthers want to have. Yes, they want to have Brown. Yes, they want to have Tuttle. Yes, they want to have Deshaun Williams. I don't know if they want to have Thurman and Ray when they head to Atlanta or even get to, you know, the middle part of the season. 
That is definitely a spot. I think the Carolina Panthers are going to want to put in a claim on the waiver wire to try and bring in a veteran or go find a veteran who is a free agent right now to sign, to bring on, to be able to add some experience depth uh, to that position group. Outside linebacker. This one was one where I thought they'd only have four once we got to training camp. And coming out of it, I felt like they would have six. And, well, the six are the six. Brian Burns, Justin Houston, Marquise Haynes, DJ Johnson, Itor Gosmatos, and Amari Barno are all here right now. Amari Barno is still somebody uh, you could see potentially being traded. It looks like the Carolina Panthers are good with those six guys and feels like a solid group with Burns and Houston and, and Haynes. We'll see what they get out of DJ Johnson. We'll see what they get out of Grossmatos. And uh, Amari Barno probably more of a special teams guy this year, but did show some signs during the preseason in the first two games that he played, missing on Friday night against Detroit. Inside linebacker, four players. Shaq Thompson, Frankie Louvu, Kamu Grie Hill, and Chandler Wooten. No Deion Jones, who was cut early on Tuesday morning. A surprise, but let's understand this, y'all. Shaq and Frankie are going to play a lot of snaps this year. And you saw in the preseason how they sat out on Friday night. And then Kamu... And Deion Jones also played a ton throughout the preseason as backups with that second team. They are experienced players. Deion Jones has been a good player in the NFL, and it is surprising to see a guy who has the resume that he has to not be on the initial three-man roster in Carolina and not to be on a roster currently anywhere else on the in the NFL. That is surprising, absolutely. But understand this. If Shaq and Frankie are your top two, and then Camus, who they brought in early on, is probably their third and someone who can help you on special teams. Your fourth linebacker has to be able to play special teams and help you there. He can't just be a backup fourth linebacker who rarely plays, even if he has a ton of experience. So it comes down to Chandler Wooten, who was a core special teamer last year and performed well in the preseason on special teams as well and wasn't even bad when going in there and actually playing inside linebacker of the third team. Makes more sense for the Panthers to have him and Camus, who can both play special teams, than only have one linebacker who can play special teams and another who can't. And, like, Louvu can do it as well. But they're probably not going to ask him to do that now that they have Gruyere Hill and Chandler Wooten. It's possible that they would have to ask him to do it if Deion Jones wasn't out there or that they would have a weak link on special teams if Deion Jones had made the roster. I found it surprising because I just felt like, hey, that's really great to have that kind of depth and talent. But when you really think about it, it kind of makes sense. Your fourth linebacker has to help you on special teams. Um, Brandon Smith, who was drafted out of Penn State last year in the fourth round, no longer here. And that's just kind of how it works, y'all. New coaching staff, a player who has all the physical traits, but has not done it. Didn't do it on the collegiate level. Didn't hasn't done it in the NFL. So it makes sense the Carolina Panthers would move off move off of him. Cornerback, four of them: J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, C.J. Henderson, Troy Hill. No Keith Taylor. There was talk that Troy Hill being signed was going to cost Stan Thomas Oliver's job. Where Stan Thomas Oliver is not on the roster. It turns out it cost Keith Taylor's job, who did not look great. In the preseason finale against Detroit, you also saw C.J. Henderson have his struggles, but C.J. Henderson has garnered a lot of praise. So did Keith Taylor throughout training camp and early on in the preseason. He's no longer here. I will be interested to see if he gets picked up on waivers. I would guess Rappaport put out these numbers early on Tuesday that he played 35% of the snaps last season due to injuries. 
he's a guy who has experience. I would imagine that a team would probably look at him as someone that they would want to pick up on waivers. If not, it's possible he comes back to Carolina. The Panthers have Jay-Z Horn, Dante Jackson as their top two. Henderson has plenty of experience as a number three. And then Troy Hill, who has experience in this system as another veteran, looks like a pretty good cornerback group there, as long as, of course, top two guys, really J.C., stay healthy this season. Nickel, Jeremy Chin, that's kind of pretty self-explanatory. Then there's only four safeties, and no surprise here with any of them, Von Bell, Xavier Woods, Sam Franklin, and then a rookie out of Florida State, Jamie Robinson, Eric Rowe, gets left off the roster, but could be a player that the Panthers at some point in time add later on down the road. Once week one gets passes, and they want to add maybe some more veteran experience there at safety, but it's kind of similar to what we talked about there at linebacker. Franklin's your number three guy, can play special teams. Same thing with Jamie Robinson. What is Eric Rowe going to give you in that department? Probably not that much. So 24 players on defense, 26 on offense. And, of course, I missed a couple. We all missed them. I told you all yesterday, I was just really struggling to figure out who was going to be on the roster here in Carolina. I had a tough time kind of getting a hold of this staff, and I still am wondering uh, what moves are going to come. As you can't be surprised by anything based off of McCall being let go, them getting rid of Deion Jones and some of the other decisions that they've made over the last couple of weeks. This right now is a roster, but it will change. Understand this. Come noon on Wednesday, players are subject to waivers. So those guys that aren't vested veterans are subject to waivers. Players like Keith Taylor may not make it back to Carolina. Players like Eku Loyota may not make it back to Carolina. Some of the other guys may not make it back to Carolina. So we'll see how that works out. But there's also players out there, the Panthers sitting there in the top 10 with their number nine waiver claim. They're going to be able to probably go out there and get an offensive lineman if they want one or a defensive lineman if they want. They're going to get players who can help them. The roster that we just talked about just now is not going to be the roster that we're talking about come Friday come Monday, and definitely come next Sunday when they get down to Atlanta. Things are going to change. And the Panthers need things to change. Like There's just too much youth on the offensive line to not have a veteran. It's odd that they would have this many tight ends. We'll see how that works out. Um, defensive line, same case. Need a little bit more experience back there behind Brown, Brown, Tuttle, and Williams. And other than that, I feel like they're fine in the secondary, but you're going to want to add some more experience there on the offensive lines. And as we know, we've watched it so many times. You have to be solid on the offensive line. It's very tough to find good offensive linemen out there, which is probably why it makes more sense for the Panthers to want to develop young guys uh, like Nash Jensen and Ricky Lee. But I do think that they would benefit from having another veteran in the room, considering that Cade Mays, second-year player, Ike Kwanu, second-year player, Brady Christensen, a young player, and, of course, Chandler Zavala, who's supposed to step in there at right guard, is a rookie. So adding some more experience on the offensive line, getting a ninth guy would make sense for the Carolina Panthers. Now, a few guys who I think uh, could be on the practice squad as Panthers can start signing players to the practice squad, some guys that they would like to bring back, Deontay Brown, that's been reported. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's still a weight issue. He's just somebody who just has not been able to make it out of camp on the roster, but has been here in Carolina the last couple seasons. Despite that, they want to sign him back. Echo Leota, I've seen – reports like Mike Kay, our guy here um, from the Charlotte Observer, he's 
not feeling like that's going to be a guarantee. So we'll see if Lieto goes elsewhere, but the Panthers would like to be able to develop him, and he is certainly somebody who would probably get elevation at some point uh, during a regular season. Josh Fan, the receiver out of South Carolina, there's some return ability there uh, that can be developed for the future. They would like to bring him back. Uh, Jordan Thomas, an outside linebacker, great story would make sense for somebody they want to, want to bring back. Ace Ely, loved him at Georgia Tech. Didn't really see a lot of him during a preseason. He would make sense. Uh, Javon Wims as well, they brought in late, was very close to making the roster, being that seventh wide receiver, um, and said it was Derek Wright. He would make sense. And then Spencer Brown as well, who could be claimed. And I would think Shai Smith, he could be claimed as well. That's the guy that they probably want to bring back. Uh, but there's veterans, as we talked about throughout the show. Justin McCray, after week one, they could bring him back if they feel like they need to add. I don't feel like that's necessary when you have Jensen and you have Mays and you know you're going to bring back Corbett. He wears his spot on the roster. I don't really see it. Um, Irving, I would think that makes a little bit more sense just to have someone who's a veteran tackle and can also play guard. Like Then there's more of a need there than interior offensive lineman, which is what Jar- uh, Justin McCray pra- solely is. Deion Jones, same case. You know, Maybe they bring him back uh, just to be able to have more depth there at inside linebacker, but special teams is why he's not on the roster right now. And Eric Rowe is another one of those players. Some of these veterans you're going to see across the league especially here in Carolina, they got, they got cut in favor of younger players. So a roster where I think certainly some good top-end talent, um, a lot of guys that have not won yet but have potential to win. There's a good foundation that's being built here, but a lot of youth. A lot of youth there. Quarterback, as Bryce Young will be starting. There's uh, some inexperience there at wide receiver. And guys who really you know might be past their time a little bit, and Adam Thielen, who I still think can be good for the Carolina Panthers. Good, solid running back room, in my opinion. Tight end, uh, still going to – have to see what they can do uh, outside of Hayden Hurst and an offensive line. Just talk about it. Very young group. Defensive line. Uh, solid group, but some youth in the uh, in the depth there. And an outside linebacker, a mix of some veterans and also some youth and some really good players. And Brian Burns and Justin Houston. And then linebacker feel good about where they're at, even letting go of Deion, Deion Jones. Corner, a ton of experience. Just got to stay healthy. Safety. Same case, ton of experience, got to stay healthy. Special teams should be good once again here in Carolina. So that is your initial 53-man roster here in Carolina. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, make sure to subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. Or on Friday, once again, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Then starting Wednesday, I'll answer your weekly Wednesday questions throughout the rest of the regular season. So either at me or DM me to get those questions into me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Thursday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.